This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom Aleichem and welcome to this week's Parashas of Vartlach. So we have eight this week and let's begin with the Panam Yafos. So the Pasuk says, across from his wife, ki akarahi, because she was barren. So Panam Yafos asks the question, why did it say that Yitzchak was davening across from his wife? And then she gave birth. Why didn't he mention any name of them before? First he said Ishto, his wife. So why didn't it say Nelochach Rivka? Only Rivka is told at the end. So Venir Da'amru Chazal, Panam Yafos tells us, it says in the Gemara, Brachos Daf Lamed Dalim, Shemes Palo El Chavera, one who davens for their friend, Sarach Lahadzki Shemo, you have to mention the name, who you're davening for. About Im Mispal Bifanav, if you're davening the presence of a particular person, you don't have to mention their name. To uh, give a refuah to Miriam, Miriam was present, Miriam was standing in front of him, he did not need to mention her name. So, we could explain as follows. Maybe Hashem needed to really change Rivka's name. He changed their names so that they should have children. Sarai won't give birth, that Sarah will. So maybe Rivka has to change her name. But Yitzhak wasn't told what name to change it to. Therefore he didn't want to mention her name because maybe it wasn't the name Rivka. It was some other name that would have been Zohar. Ubavur came because of this. Amar lenochach ishto. He davened the cross from Rivka. Shai said tzichalamu b'fenav. He would have to. She would have to stand in front of her. Her here. Her in front of him. Shlo yitzarech lahatzke shema. This way he could avoid having to say her name because he wasn't sure what name to use. Avav be'emes neata b'tfilasa belishino shema. He didn't change her name. V'zeh shamar v'atar Rivka ishto. So he davened the cross from her, and because maybe he, she, he had to change her name, so he wouldn't have to say her name. But the mice, in the end of the day, the Pazit says, Rivka Ishto, in the end, the name did not have to be changed, and of course she was Zoha to children. The Agrita calls a beautiful idea, a beautiful Gamacha, a very deep point. The Gamacha needs a little help. We're missing something, so maybe those who are listening could uh, give some feedback here. So he says in the Pazit, the same Pazit we learned before, but yet the Yitzchak Lashem Lenochach Ishto, that he was davening, Yitzchak was davening to Hashem. Dinei Kasum Kubalm. Mekubalm HaRisham write, when Adam ate from the Etadas, Nifkemu Gimel Alfim. There were three Alephs that were impacted, affected, and blemished. Alephs de Adam, the Aleph of the name Adam Nishar Dam, were left with the Dam when you take away the Aleph. The Aleph of Adnus Hashem's name, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, you're left with the word Din, punishment. Aleph of Emes, you're left with a Mace. When you take the Alephs of each of those words, you, you have some negative connotation. The three Avos came to fix the mistakes of Adam. The Kasabni Bumakumachai wrote elsewhere, Dine Avram Tikan Alf de Adnus, Hashem put the Al back in, and that's why Chazal tells us that Avram was the first person to call Hashem Adon, so he fixed the Adnus, that Shem Hashem. Yitzchak came along, I'm skipping a little bit, Yitzchak came along to fix the Aleph of the word Adon, he was Dam Nishbach Damo Aide Akeda, he had the Akeda, so he was Zoha to fix the Dam and turn it to Adam into a person, and then the Tikkun Aleph Yaakov fixed the word Mace, put the Aleph in to make it Emes, that's why we say Titan Emes Yaakov. And that's also why we say Yaakov never died, because he took Mace away, he made it to Emes. So now he said if you take the Gematria of the word Adnus, Adam, and Emes. Adnus means again Alf, Dalin, Nun, Yud. That word, Adam, and Emes, you have the Gematria 551, which is the same exact Gematria of Askin, Aleph, 
tikkun to fix the olives. That's exactly what they were doing. So then the Agbedekala says that Yitzchak says, wait a second, we can't fix the final olive unless Yaakov comes into the world. How could it be my wife Rivka is not kara? She can't have a child. So he wanted to add Havaya, Shem Hashem. He says, Vayete Yitzchak Hashem. He add Havaya to the names of Yitzchak and Rivka. And he goes on to say that the gematria of Yitzchak, Rivka, Plus Havaya is the same exact, exact Kamacha 551. That's what he's asking for in order to have Yaakov in the end of the day. But the truth is the Kamacha of Havaya, Yitzhak Rivka is only 541. I don't know where the extra 10 comes from. If you want to count the letters, there are actually 12 letters here. So I'm not sure, but I'll leave that to the audience to give me some feedback how the algorithm fits that Gematria back in. Let's keep going now. The Hanukkah Torah, Reb Heshelah, Heshel is on the, commenting on the Pasuk, Vayomer Hashem lo shnei goyim bevitneich. There are two goyim in your stomach, ushnei lumim lumim ayachi paredu. So Rashi quotes from the Gemara that on the Tinonis and Rebbe, these two worlds of uh, the, you know, the, the king of the, the Jews of Yaakov and Rebbe, and Tinonis the, from the Edom, from Esav, the Eshlevar writes the Hanukkah Satorah. Apimad the Esav b'masachas and Hedron, the Gemara and Hedron records machlokas between Rebbe and Antinonis, Antoninus, that says, Amrlei Antoninus Lerebi Meimasai Yitzhara Shalit Adam. When the Zeter Hara come into a person, Amrlei Mishas Yitzir. When the child is conceived, one still in the womb, he already has a Yitzhara. Amrlei he says to Rebbe, "In case that's the case, Mebayd B'Meimo. That if the child has a Yitzhara, he'll be kicking in the mother till she till he exits. We don't say that doesn't happen. So clearly, there's no Yitzhara just yet." When the child comes into the world, then a Kaddish Baruch who gives him a Yetzirah. The Chayakach hold the Rebbe Ledvarv Ayincham. Rebbe ends up agreeing to Antonis. To Lefiza, according to this Yeshalmar, the Zehu HaBerish, the Yisrael Tzitzu HaBadim Bikira. This was the, what was going on when the uh, fighting taking place in uh, Rivka's uh, womb. The Kishavra Al Pischei Avodazarah Haya Esav Mefarches Laatzes. When she passed by a house of Avodazarah, Esav tried coming out. In Kain Haisa Svirle, she thought, the Yitzhahara must come Mishas Yitzira. How can a person have a Yitzhahara for Avodazara? Must be the Yitzhahara exists already Mishas Yitzira. The Chach Amra, that's why she said, Lama Zanochi, Lama Spalati Alherion. Why did I daven for such a child if the Yitzhahara already exists before him? Maybe he's going to kick me in the stomach and come out. Vyote Larik Yavali. So, Lachach, that's why it says, Vyom Rale said, Hashem, Shnei Gaim Bevinich, the two nations in your stomach. They both agree, although there was once upon a time a debate, but they go, both agree in the end of the day that only when the child comes into the world is the Yetzirah. There's no Yetzirah right now. We really shouldn't worry. And therefore, since it's kicking, it must be now's the time for the Yetzirah, now's the time for them to come out. And that's why it says, Next one, if you go to the uh, Torah's Moshe, the Chassam Sofer. And the brother went out, and he, Yaakov grabbed onto the uh, the heel of Esav, and he called his name Yaakov, so the Chassam Sofer says, Perish Rashi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Karolokim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the name Yaakov. Vizib Medjish, the Medjish tells us that Mikan, she Yaakov Lomes. We learn from here that Yaakov didn't die. What's the connection of Hashem calling him Yaakov to Yaakov not dying? The near least has a chasam sofer. These are Bereshis Rabba. Adam Kara Shemos Lachal Behemos Adam Rishon called called the animals different names. There's a lion. There's a tiger, and so on. 
What's your name? What are you going to call yourself? Amr Adam. He called himself Adam. Why didn't Hashem give him a name? The answer given Adam a name on his own. Hashem gave him the name. makes he wouldn't die. Whatever Kadosh Baruch Hu calls, that lasts forever. So had Hashem given him a name, called him Adam, or whatever that name would have been, he would have lasted forever. He would have lived eternally. The Asi Shaper now it makes sense. Now the fact that Hashem gave Yaakov a name, Peshashi Kadosh Baruch Hu is the one who called him the Mikanshi Yaakov Lomes. That's why Yaakov never died, because when a Kadosh Baruch Hu calls someone something, that name lasts eternally. The next one is the Darsh Mordechai, Mordechai Drak, in the Pasuk, Vayomer Yaakov, Yishav Ali, Kim, Vayishav Alo, Vayim Korav, Esbucharas, Yaakov, and they had the agreement, they sold, they swore, they had this, uh, um, of selling the Bechor. So Darsh Mordechai says, just a, uh, halacha question. He asks, how can Yaakov, you know, uh, you know, give away the lentils, uh, the soup? It wasn't his. Yaakov lived in his father's house. And uh, if you live in your father's house, it's not your property to take the food from the refrigerator, from the cabinets, from the pantry, and to give it to someone else. How does it make any sense? So he says, look inside HaTorah, Mr. Peres. She'esav bikesh me'yakov is a nezid of a yakov nasan lo'lechem a nezid of tamuras ha'bechara. The Yaakov gave him the food in exchange for the bechara. V'yesh lishol, keita nitin Yaakov avinu le'esav. How could he give lechem u'nezid ha'dashim? Hare lechem ha'nezid ha'dashim e'nam shalom. They weren't Yaakovs. Keven shu somech al-shulchan aviv yisak. He was living in his father's house. It was his father's property. He had no right. He had no ownership to this. He was able to eat in the house, but not to give it away, to make business off of it. Not to make business. How was Yaakov able to give to Esav the lentils? enlightens us, opens our eyes up, to understand Makes perfect sense. Look what happened. Yaakov needed to buy the Bechor, that was true. How would he have kesef if he doesn't own anything? He sat and learned. He didn't have any money. He created a scenario. Yitzchak's father died. Avram died. And Yitzchak was sitting shiva, as we know. That the halacha is that the first meal of the Avel comes from friends, from neighbors, from someone else. The Avel doesn't feed himself. Must come from other people. So yeah, Yitzchak, in order to make kind the mitzvah of Suda Savra, he was makne to Yaakov the food, so then Yaakov could then give it to Yitzchak, so it comes from someone else. In this scenario, now he had full rights to the soup and to the lentils, and now he could use it for anything he wants, whether it means to give a meal to Yitzchak for Suda Savra, or to give it to Esav, to buy the Bechor. And that's what he did. Afliknos behem as a Bechor. A beautiful chap, in understanding this story. The next one is the Chaim Sheshbem, a beautiful sefer, a leaking of different uh, drushes in the, in the parsha. So he quotes in the Pasuk, Vayomer Yaakov Hishavali, same Pasuk. So the Pardis Yosef brings from the Kastas Or. Kushis Ha'olam, everyone asks, Hare Barur, the value of the Bechor was uh, uh, invaluable. You couldn't put a price tag on what it's worth. Much greater than the soup. So Yaakov got away with an incredible deal. He gave some lentil soup for the Bechora. Doesn't make any sense. And with his halacha of Onav, you can't uh, overcharge or undercharge Onav off of one six. This is a much greater discrepancy than one six. How could this be? So he quotes from the, the Baal Hafla, Repinchas Halevi Haritz, who, uh, who's commenting on the Mishnah Masechah's 
A person must be very, very careful in a small mitzvah just as much as he is in a more stringent mitzvah. We don't know the value of mitzvah. And you should uh, view the loss of a mitzvah as the reward of a mitzvah. What does that mean? If we say that we don't know the value of a mitzvah, so how then can you put a price on it then you could be machashev hefseid kineged schar. We just said we just don't know the value of a mitzvah. So whether you gain a mitzvah or lose a mitzvah, you don't know the value. So how does it make any sense? So the hafla answers based on the gemara and chul and daf Person shechted an animal, and he was supposed to do kisvedam afterward, but someone else chopped the mitzvah and took it away and did the kisvedam. And Rabbi Gamliel said, you owe the guy ten zuvim, ten gold coins, <coughs> for stealing his mitzvah. That why dafka asar zuvim. From Gamliel, he chose a somewhat of an arbitrary number, and to see whether or not that would be satisfactory for the Baal Mitzvah. I mean, the person who lost the Mitzvah would be satisfied if he was given 10 gold coins. And he was masked, he said, okay, that's good, that makes me happy. So that was the value of the Mitzvah. In other words, the value of a Mitzvah is completely subjective. Depending on what a person's willing to miss or willing to gain from Mitzvah, that's going to be the value. I'll please that base in this, he writes. Now, Venus and Mishnah, we can understand the Mishnah. We don't know the value of a mitzvah. Because there's no value in the mitzvah. It's infinite. How could then we say, you should, uh, what's the reward? What's the punishment if we don't know the value? The answer is, What that means is, each person subjectively, according to his understanding, his value of the mitzvah, that's what's kaveya. That's the idea. A person has to, whatever place value he puts on it, whatever he's willing to miss, if he's willing to miss a meeting, to daven mincha, and it was a very valuable meeting, that's how much schar, how much value he puts in daven mincha. Everything you, you have the exchange of uh, missing out money versus doing a mitzvah, or you're missing a mitzvah to make money, that is the value that one places uh, on the mitzvah. So if that's the case, so there's no not here. When it comes to the mitzvah, the char, that was all dependent on how much Asa was willing to give for it, or get for it. And for him, he, he placed very little value. He was willing to accept lentils, so that became the value of the bechar in his eyes, and therefore, there's no violation of onah. Now, you go to page number 6, the Imri Noam, the Jikavah. The Pazik tells us, Avram, listen to my voice. And it goes on to say, Avram, listen to all the mitzvahs. And the Gemara tells us in Yuma that Avram was, Avinu was Mekayim, Kalata Akula, Afilu Eiruv Tavshilu. The Hik Sha'olam, Kulam, everyone asks the question, Madua Tavsu B'lashonam Daika Eiruv Tavshilu. Why was the Eiruv Tavshilu chosen as the example of a mitzvah? That he kept. Were there no other mitzvahs that we could think of that even this mitzvah made their It's well known in the Zohar. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov are connected to three meals on Shabbos. Avram was connected to the Slila, Yitzhak is connected to the Saboker, and Yaakov is connected to the Shalishas. Turns out that in the times of Avram, he only kept the first meal. Uh, because uh, Yitzchak and Yaakov didn't come into the world here. Just like we find by Tvila that he only daven shachar, he waited for Yitzchak and Yaakov to be 
Mincha and Mar, respectively, so too when it came to the other meals. He only kept one uh, meal the first night uh, of Shabbos Suda. Asha Avram, his palo Shachas Levad, he only davened Shachas, Shuch Shachas Lishar. So that was connected to Shachas. Even though he kept all the other mitzvahs, but it came to Suda Shabbos, he only kept the first uh, meal, waiting for Yitzhak and Yaakov to be Mesach and Nimios. Nimsa. Kishachal Shabbos, Achar Yomtiv, when Shabbos falls out after Yomtiv, when do we do an Erev Tavshilim? When Yomtiv is Friday, we make an Erev Tavshilim on Thursday, so when we could cook on Yomtiv, to Shabbos. When Yomtiv falls out on Friday, and Shabbos is after Yomtiv, we have to prepare from Yom Tif to Shabbos, from Friday to Shabbos. But there could have been a way around it. We don't really need an Erev Tavshil, at least in the world of Avram, because Avram only ate one meal, Friday night meal. And the halacha is that just like we find in general, the Gemara tells us a person's allowed to eat his Friday night meal on Erev Shabbos and fulfill the mitzvah, the Gemara says, Asher Rav Tali Shal Shabbos Be'er Shabbos. He davened the earlier on Erev Shabbos and was able to eat the meal also earlier. So in theory, Avram didn't need an Erev Tashilin. What he really could have done was, when Yontif was Friday, he could have had an early Erev Shabbos meal, even though it was Yontif, and it would serve to fulfill the mitzvah of Shabbos itself. But despite that, he could have avoided it. Nonetheless, Avram was making, made sure he did Mekhaim the Mitzvah Erev Tavshilin anyways. He put himself in a position to Mekhaim himself to ensure that he would make an Erev Tavshilin because he was always looking after all the Mitzvahs. And for that reason, says the Jikver, a bit of a chap, for that reason the Jikver suggests that's why he, the Gemara says, Afilu Erev Tavshilin. And one final idea from the Taurus Emes of Lebel Eger. Patsik says, we came to the brachos, Vayigash Vayishak Lo, that he came close and he kissed him, Vayarach Asareach Begadah Vayvarchayu, and Yitzchak smelled the begadim of Yaakov, he gave him a bracha, Vayomer, and he says, Re'ei Reach B'ni Kireach Hasad Asher B'reach Hashem. I smell the fragrance, fragrance of my son. So what does it mean? First he smells Reach Begadah, then Reach B'ni. So Reb Label Eger says, Lohavin Mashi B'techila, the first it says reach begada, but the lavasof reach bini. Then says the child, uh, he smells his child. Yara kibeisha halach Yaakov avinu lavashalom laaviv. When Yaakov went to his father Yitzchak for the bracha, v'shinis begada, he changed his clothing. Shal also so Yitzchak shouldn't recognize him. Hayalibo meshaber bekiba. His heart was very broken. Yaakov was very uncomfortable with uh, you know tricking his father. Alasosa davar kazel l'shanos his begada changed his clothing. To trick his, his father, Yaakov was very broken. He was very uncomfortable because of this. was rebellious. When he went to his father, he came with a broken heart. So there's a certain fragrance of the fragrance of the broken broken heart began to come up. So Yitzchak smelled something. He smelled some rebellion. But rebellion of a place of a, of a good place because he felt guilty. Yaakov felt guilty, and Yitzchak smelled that. Uksmatzinu the Medish reach begadav reach bogav the Medish says begadav means bogdav to rebel. Hainu shaya Yaakov avinu alav shalmet kivodo kibogav bene atmo. In his own mind, he was rebelling against himself to do such a thing to his father and to check his father. He felt so bad. Vezesh reach Yitzchak avinu reach shviras libo. So Yitzchak initially smelled the reach of the begadav, the reach of the bogdav, the rebellion, the shviras lev, the the broken heart that Yaakov actually felt bad. Ukmal atzei besam when you break besamim shekshashovrin sh when you break it the reichal adif yoser it comes out more, it's fresh, it's stronger. With the shviras lev it creates this fragrance, it's very very powerful. 
So to Kachai, they shvirs Lev Yaakov Avinu, Mevagida, from his rebellion, Shazalifi Daito, they also created this strong aroma. Harech Yitzhak Etzim Kedushas Yaakov. Then, the fact that Yaakov felt so bad from the Bogdav, then he's able to smell the true essence of who this was, Amarech I see this is actually the smell of my, my son, the son Yaakov, because the fact that he feels bad that he's rebelling uh, must be the Reach Bini. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.